Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, as per usual, let's go ahead and reintroduce our lovely players for this evening and a new guest that will be joining us. But since Rose has decided that she can recite my entire intro verbatim now, we're going to let her start. This is the only reason you're hearing me. That's the only reason I ever go first is because I just, I mimic it. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon for you today. He is the captain of the guard from the city of Friath. An ultimate pretty boy. Maybe not, because it depends on what uh, Chatwin does when she says makeover. Indeed. <laughs> I'm sure he'll still be a pretty boy, just a very different looking pretty boy. Funny looking? Eh, we'll see. Depends on how you describe your makeover, I guess. But speaking of Chatwin, let's move over to Gia. Hi everyone, I'm Gia. I'm here playing uh, Chatwin Darcy, half elven, reborn sorcerer. Having a having a rough go of it, guys. Having ha I'll be honest, it's it's been rough. Having a rough time. <laughs> oh yes, this this past arc has been very difficult for Chatwin, <laughs> but I'm excited to see now that the imminent danger has passed what becomes of our lovely little reborn bean. And now, last but not least of our main cast, we go to the dad of the party, Jeremy. Hello everyone, I'm Damien. I'm sure y'all have ha know who I am and what I am capable of until recently. Damien is an artificer blacksmith uh, and recently dabbled a little bit into the like killing things field of the paladin class. Yeah. Ah, yes, because the killing things field is definitely something that you can just dabble in. <laughs> That's definitely how that works, Damien. If I say I'm dabbling, I'm dabbling, at least until Demon Daddy comes and sets me straight. Well, we'll see when that happens. But moving on, we have one more lovely person to introduce today. So, Tyler, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Tyler. I am new to the Kriath squad, but I'm here to help the party or, you know, join in on the fun. I am a guest player for the time being. We'll see how long my run goes, but I'm not sure how much I should reveal at this time. Uh, I am a fan of surprises and of keeping things fun and interesting. I have played with a few of these players in other various campaigns and activities, and so it was very nice to be extended the offer for the time being to be able to be a guest member of the cast and to participate in this adventure of theirs. Very exciting. And we are very excited to have you, Tyler. Hold on, does that mean that he's temporary? Can we kill him? Uh, instantly. Instantly. Wow. I cast Blight. Okay, then. <laughs> um, it was nice knowing y'all. <laughs> See ya, thanks for playing. Uh, Free up my Friday nights real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever you decide to do, there will be consequences. I will just warn you now. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it means I'm precious. You're telling me that actions have consequences? What? I didn't realize that. Oh, I thought I thought you would have learned that with Thane, ma'am. <laughs> oh, what? No, that, what? Oh, no, the consequences.
consequences of my actions. Oh, God. Anyway, let's move on to our recap for this evening. So, gosh, last time was a roller coaster as the party decided to orchestrate a major prison break on the Andrus Isle. We picked up last time with Elon being arrested by the corrupt guard of the Andrus Isle and being taken to the prison. Chatwin, having met with her family, left to see Elon being carted off and in order to break him out of prison, started a prison riot <laughs> by letting out multiple inmates in the general area of the Andrus Isle prison. Meanwhile, Elon was taken back to sort of be have his remaining belongings taken from him prior to them locking him up with the rest of the population. At which point, one of the guards discovered Aliana hidden in Elon's armor. Elon was able to capitalize on the distraction of the prison riot, leaving him with a solo guard who he convinced to let him go, and then gave Aliana to to take her to safety, which we found out later that he did not do. Managing to escape with the distraction of the riot, the party then decided to go back for Chatwin's family, breaking them out of their high security section of the prison, only to be met with Jameson and a couple personal guards at the gate. The final fight ensued in which Jameson was slain and a portion of his skull was kept by Chatwin. And the party escaped with Chatwin's family to a boat where they were taken across the channel to the mainland. And that is where we pick up at this particular moment as everyone sort of had their point to collapse in exhaustion. Is there anything in particular you guys were looking to do before we... At the end of last session, the party did request to have a month of downtime. So that's sort of where we're heading to at the start of this. But is there anything that you guys wanted to do in particular as the boat gets to the harbor on the mainland of the Howling Dunes? I think I mentioned Elon was writing a letter. I did send that to you. So mm -hmm. I, that is what Elon is doing during this trip. Okay. So you would manage to, as soon as you guys get to the mainland, send that off to Esme. But news of your your wanted status hasn't hit the mainland yet. It's only been a couple hours, so. Could we get two rooms at an inn? Mm -hmm. One that I'm just going to put, like, all my family members in. And, like, they're going to stay in there. They're not going to leave. And then go to the other one just to kind of have a huddle, a bit of a huddle with Elon and Damien before, like, we finish out the day or something. Sure. You would be able to get a couple rooms, no problem. How much would that be? It's a little more expensive here. So probably, I'd say four silver for the night for both rooms. Okay, cool. But yeah, after getting them situated, making sure they're all okay, I quickly go next door, uh, motion Damien and Elon in if they aren't already in there, and just kind of, you know, close the door, close the curtains and everything, and look back at them. Okay, okay, okay. So... I was thinking about this on the ride over. Did anyone see what happened to Rubo? It looked like he snatched him, and I didn't see him in the prison. It or is this a coin that was flicked, and he was gone? Yeah, I saw him disappear, but I don't know. He just went somewhere. I, 
And Aliana, where is she? Is she with you? <laughs> oh, God. Why? <laughs> Chowan doesn't know! <laughs> I know, but you guys have no idea how much I've been, like, beating myself up for this. Okay. Aelon's <laughs> just gonna hang his head very, very low and just sighs. <sighs> she almost died in the fight when, you know, the real thing you know, dropped that, did that thing. And um, I might have given her to someone I was hoping would take her to a safe place. And, and that, that that could be true, but... Who, who'd, you, who'd you give her to? Uh, one of the cards. Oh, <sighs> for fuck's sake. Please tell me. Oh, you didn't. I, I know. Fuck. So that's two people down. <sighs> okay, okay. We are in no shape to go back against Thane. Even if we get a rest and we heal all of our wounds completely, we get all of our spells and everything back. Uh, at right now, at our at our best, we are still no match, and yeah. that's shit because he has two of our friends. So We're, we do know people we can get for backup. Like who? You you think the Fae would help us if Oliana was involved? No. No, they'll probably kill me for it. I feel like we should maybe say something to them, because if he has Aliana, then what if he can get to the same place where she's from? Do you want me to go make the trek back and see what I can do? I don't think any we should be splitting up too much right now. I, did, I, I, don't, I don't know what y'all want me to do then. No, I know, I know, Aelon, it's... Uh, I'm sorry, I know I sound like I'm I sound very like I'm pointing fingers. I'm not meaning to. It's just Listen, I'm annoyed too with myself over that, okay? I, I just she was dying at the time. I did what I needed to because we were immediately going into another fight. Everything that happened on that island was incredibly shitty. Yes. Deeply, deeply, deeply fucking shitty. And if I could go back a few days and prevent all of it from happening, I probably would, but that isn't really possible, so we just need to, I think for now, get some rest. We're all pretty hurt, pretty tired. Just get some rest, and come the morning, we just need to figure out a plan. We need to find somewhere to put my family where they'll be safe. We need to find a way to get allies, because I guarantee within the week, within a few days, we are going to be wanted fucking everywhere. We need to find a way to get allies. We need to find a way to protect ourselves, my family. We need to find a way to get Rubo and Aliana back. I don't know how quickly that's going to happen, but those are our long-term goals. For now, I think we just need to get rest and make sure that we're not, you know, fucking bleeding out in this fucking inn. Right. I could go home. I mean, that's kind of really the reason I came out here, but was to see how dangerous everything else is and if we were in any immediate danger. It was my original goal. Would people in Kriath help us at all? Probably not. That's my educated guess. We like to stay by ourselves. We don't want to get involved with other people's shit, but we could go there. The thing is, is they probably would not treat you well, chat one. Well, no, I'm a half-elf um, undead witch. I haven't really been treated super well by a lot of people for quite a while, so honestly, it's fine. I could get you a set of ears like I do. 
that might be the best option, uh, not just for Kriath, for everywhere. People are going to be looking for me. So I think I can pass as a high elf. Okay. So uh, that's probably going to be for the best. For now, I think what I'm going to focus on is, like I said, getting some rest tonight. Figure out what to do with your family. I'll send a letter in the morning to my son so he can ask to see if maybe my the kingdom where my son is a guard will, could put your family up. Explain to them what happened on the aisles and all of that stuff. I need to bury Samson. Not bury. I need to. I don't want to come back again. I can help you cremate him. <sighs> Shit. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to think about it tonight, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get some rest. Thank you. Yeah. I just kind of nod to both of them and shuffle back across the hall to my family. I give all my siblings the bed in the room and give all the bedding and linens to uh, my grandfather and my parents, and I just sit in the corner with my back to the wall, holding my bag in my lap. And I don't sleep because I just have to sit motionless to get a long rest. So I just sit for four hours watching the door. All right. And you would all have a very unrestful night's sleep. Yeah, Damien was going to try and pray to whoever gave him that power to see if he can find out who it is and thank them for their help. Make me a religion check. Oh, he ain't good at that. Well, shit, I guess he's good at it today. Uh-oh. Because it's a natural 20. Oh, damn. I got a 21, baby. So what is Damien saying with the natural 20? So he's going to kind of like sit down on his bed and be like, all right, I'm not really good at this praying thing and trying to like reach out to you. But Feltooth said it's kind of like just talking to you. I, I'd, I'd like to know who you are and, and thank you for your help because you really did save my ass back there. I, I I was not a very religious man before this, but I, I think I kind of am now, you know? So I hope this reaches you. Uh, I think it does. I don't know. We'll see. Well. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say you need to be religious to work with me. You just need to be angry, which you were. Uh, oh, that was fucking true. I was plenty angry. I'm still plenty fucking angry. Good. You'll need that rage for later, especially if you're going to get my other champion back. Who's your other champion? Well, I wouldn't necessarily call him my champion, but here, I think it'd be easier if you saw my face. And would you say Damien has his eyes closed? Yes. Okay. Um, And in that moment, a vision of Odirian would flash in your mind, which you didn't see much of him anyway, but you recognize the bright red eyes as very briefly a pale face peeking out from under a black hood accompanies those piercing red eyes and then the vision's gone again oh shit you're the you're the man that we met with uh rubo right indeed all right that's pretty good Um, thank you for answering my call for help uh kind of on my last leg kind of still am on my last leg Well, I think some of the abilities I gave you should help with that. That and a good night's sleep. All right. Well, I I look forward to to working with you, maybe. I look forward to working with you as well. But I did mean to ask, where is Rubo? Any idea what happened to him? Damien's going to clench his fists and be like, 
I don't know. All I know is that cocksucker threw a coin at him, and he disappeared. Mm. If you know where he is, and you let me know, I'll do my damnedest to get him back. That boy's like a son to me. I can do some digging, but there's only so much that I can do in my position. In the meantime, I would still like to see your group. There was a lot that I needed to explain to Rubo. There's even more that, if he's missing, you will all have to do in his stead. Uh, how do I do that? Do, do we need to go back to the, to the church's place? No. I told him to meet me in his home, and that should still be possible. Do you think you could tell me where that's at? Sea Reach. Sea Reach. All right. We gotta kind of settle something first, and then I'll, I'll head there. Of course. And it sounds like you all need to lay low based on the enemies that you've made. So take your time. Get there when you can, but do it as urgently as possible, please. All right, I'll see what I can do. Good. With that, Damien's going to sleep. All righty. And you still have a fitful sleep. All of you plagued with nightmares of the horrors you've experienced throughout the past few days. If not imaginings of further horrors that could come in the future. And you all wake in the morning and get ready to head out. I think that's a fair point in time to uh, fade into our month of downtime. You would have been able to wake up in the morning, do some digging into areas that might have been good to settle in, uh, chat with your grandfather and your father helping you do some research before news could hit the mainland of you all being wanted fugitives. They would have found a small desert town called Drayani that appeared to be a sort of sanctuary for criminals. Nobody really asked questions, no wanted posters to be found anywhere. Sort of a hideaway point for the, the seedy and suspicious, which, while not somewhere your family would typically be comfortable, seemed the best place for the time being. And this is where you would spend your month of downtime. So I know everyone had sort of things that they wanted to do. I'm going to have you all sort of roll initiative to determine who starts. Can everyone roll initiative for me, please? Did anyone get above a 20? 20 to 15. 15 to 10. <laughs> 13. I was going to say, noticing a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Initiatives are garbage across the board. Apparently. <laughs> okay, so 13 for Chatwin. 10 to 5. Uh, Elana got a 9. I got a 7. All right, so Elon and then Damien. Got it. All righty, so Chatwin, we will go ahead and start with you. What are you doing with your downtime, ma'am? Okay, so let me launch into my spiel. The very first thing that happens before news hits the mainland about us being wanted is I work on my false identity, which is, uh, I just wrote it down and I forgot what it was immediately, uh, but I work on my false identity, Aegis Zistrith. Uh, she is a high elven scholar from a small, kind of nowhere town, but has just kind of been traveling around, just trying to just trying to learn a bit. She she kind of wants to get into politics, uh, so that's the false identity that I lead with. That is what I established before news of the crimes in the Isle hit the mainland. So I have that ready to go before anyone even knows what's going on. So I basically have the disguise of. My hair at this point is like half white, 
So it's pretty easy to just kind of color that in with like, like dark powder, like anytime before I'm out in public, just to kind of conceal that bit. Um, try to make myself look as alive as possible. After that identity is established, Chatwin is then going to send out some letters. I don't know how many people, how many of my family's or my grandfather's allies are amongst the mainland. Any of them that are in any way loyal to us, I'm going to reach out to them with identical letters explaining exactly what happened and the events that led to what happened at the aisle, including uh, Jameson murdering the nobleman's son and then blaming me for it, um, my imprisonment in the sanatorium and then my escape, fleeing back to my home after my escape, and then them saying that they were harboring a murderer, all of it. I tell them everything. Um, I don't get into details, just the general, this is what happened. All the letters are identical. Um, and they are all written in code from my linguist feat, which is a DC 23 intelligence check to decipher, or if they have a spell to decipher it, that works too. Okay. As I said, they're all identical except for one thing. Each individual who receives a letter has a different location on it. As in, I tell every single person that we are going to a different place. And then I keep an ear open and I kind of look, I kind of watch the mainland for a bit. If any of those places that I mentioned from the letters are suddenly attacked or suddenly investigated, I know that person is not to be trusted because they probably turned me into Donovan Thane and I strike them off my list. Those who did not, I'm still hesitant about, but I don't immediately strike them off the list. So that way I can kind of create a list of my family's allies that are more likely to be trusted. That is one of the first things I do. <laughs> like I said, guys, this is a lot. So for that first thing, uh, you would be able to establish the identity fairly easily. Like I said, especially here in Draoni, no one really asks questions. So you're not really getting many looks as far as that goes. You're also, you would know you're near to the Foxgrove Oasis, which is a big hub for trade and is sort of the, one of the sole mainland points of trade that isn't on, on the sea. So basically anything that's traveling by land that's leaving the Howling Dunes or heading somewhere else in the Howling Dunes passes through the Foxgrove Oasis. This would be a great point for Aegis to start her political career. Mm, okay. But no problem sending those letters out as well? No, no problem at all. Like I said, you're close to a very a huge hub for trade and such, they would have a very bustling mail system. You get those letters sent out, you cross two people off the list. Okay, great. Fantastic. I don't have specific names written down. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's just good to know that my character has a list of people that she trusts a little bit more than others. Not completely, but knows that they're on a good path so far. <laughs> yes. And you would have sent six letters total out of the two that you crossed out. After that, it was uh, Driani, correct? Yes. Okay. Taking as little risks as possible, while my grandfather and my family is still with me, I, as often as I can, 
again, taking as little risk as possible, take my grandfather out with me throughout Driani to do the fucking research of my goddamn life. I am researching Donovan Thane, not just him, but his entire family, his whole goddamn lineage, the history of his rule, everything about him that I can possibly find. I am researching Arcanist Radies, the kind of work he does. I'm researching his version of necromancy if I can. I'm researching the history of the sanatorium where I was locked up. Um, and I am researching anything that I can on Santhavex, specifically the deity that she was once married to, since I know that's another source of information where I could possibly find stuff out about her. And that's the specific things. I also do a little bit of light reading sort of into the politics of some of the major cities, the atmosphere. So I am also informed on the best kind of place to retreat if we need to. Like what will be the most likely place for us to be safe to be unknown kind of thing so i kind of have a backup plan mm -hmm. but yeah i start doing all that research and i bring my grandfather with me as often as possible because he is very good at that kind of thing and he would be a great help absolutely and you wouldn't be able to bring your grandfather with you very often mm -hmm. he's having a little trouble um letting go of the very prim and proper elven look that he's had and it makes him stick out like a sore thumb in this shady ass town i keep telling him grandfather no you can't have such a straight posture people are going to immediately fucking block you <laughs> he's like but but what do you mean chatwin i i can't not stand up straight i've been doing it for 300 years <laughs> you can't you can't walk like you're going down a gilded golden staircase that's what you look like right now look there's a fucking rat eating eating a cockroach right there on the streets like it's like we're, yeah i know it's weird not the worst thing i've seen um <laughs> but you mean this is normal for you oh yeah a rat eating a cockroach that's that's fine there are other things that rats burrow inside of I, I'm not even going to ask, where is the library? <laughs> okay, it's over here, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the few times that you do bring your grandfather with you, <laughs> you would find that he would be very good at looking in all of the places that you wouldn't think to look. So, like, for example, you wouldn't be able to find much on your initial scans about Donovan Thane and Arcanist Radies specifically. Yeah. Which is very strange to you as they've become prominent political figures. But you find that the larger books that you're looking for, they're not prolific to the point of warranting such vast histories. So your grandfather finds all of the little places where you can look and you start picking out little details. You find an article from years and years ago about a young boy who managed to score a scholarship to the Andrus Isle Institute of the Arcane, which is one of the most prominent magic schools on the Andrus Isle and where, which was named after your grandfather after he founded the island. And where you ultimately had started going to school before everything happened to you. Mm -hmm. You find an article about a young boy who, after having no magical learning with a wand that he found in a magic shop, stopped a bull running rampant around town with magic that he'd never learned to use. And a wizard who happened to be passing through the area, finding interest in him, 
and sponsoring his study at the Andrus Institute of the Arcane. You find, again, little articles about his graduation, him being sent out to apprentice with your grandfather, mm-hmm. and ultimately some articles about him opening the sanatorium with Arcanist Radies, ah. which you find was disguised as sort of a philanthropic venture for them to genuinely help people who were mentally ill and bring cutting edge medicine through magic. Obviously, for the most part, that is not the case. You know they did have a wing for people who were genuinely in need of assistance of that sort, but their patients there were few and far between. Hmm. It does, does it say who this partner of Radies was? Was it Donovan? Was it someone else? Donovan and Radies were partners in the opening of the sanatorium. Okay. So the article about the young boy casting magic out of nowhere being sponsored to go to the school, apprenticing with my grandfather, that was Donovan Thane. That was Donovan Thane. Fucker. Okay. Okay. So he just suddenly could cast spells one day out of bum fuck nowhere. Okay. Great. As for Santhavec and looking into um, her angelic counterpart, you would find much more information on her angelic counterpart, the Moros, than you would Santhavec. But it's the standard mythos of her coming to power after the War of the Gods, um, being gifted her angelic abilities, and champi- like championing law and justice, where she is able, keeping order and peace within cities preventing the topple of governments that are just and fair. Mm, okay. But any you remember sort of bits and pieces about the story that was scrubbed by them of them being former lovers of Santhavec being cast out of the plane. There is no mention of Santhavec anywhere. Almost as if she'd been scrubbed from history when when she was banished. Alright. Got it. Is that all I find, or was there anything else? Uh, As far as the politics of the area, most places in the Howling Dunes operate based off of... Their political ties are more economic than anything else. If they stand to benefit from trade agreements, they're on good terms. Uh, If they're competitors, not so much. But still, even then, there's no, there's been no physical conflict of any sort. It's more just trade negotiations and competing within economic standards. You do find out, however, as you begin more work with your fake identity and getting into politics there, that all areas of the Howling Dunes have been avoiding any sort of trade agreements or even venturing into the Karanos Mountains recently, as things have been very volatile politically there. Gotcha. have been avoiding the Karanos Mountains. Okay, gotcha. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, fantastic. Good research time. All right. I think that is all I was looking up. I can't think of anything else that I needed to research while I had my grandfather's aid. Yeah, that's it. Okay, next thing that I do, since I have my fake identity as A just established, 
I am trying, I know where we're at is kind of like a seedy criminal area, but I'm trying to reach out to whoever mainly runs the city, whether it's a guild or a local government or just one crazy guy. I am trying to make contact with them as best I can and just start doing small clerical tasks for them. Just kind of a bit of just like passive work, small tasks, little things for them, just to kind of get in their pocket a little bit so I can have a bit of an inside look at what's going on in the aftermath of Thane taking over the aisle and just kind of have um, a little more of a foothold in the city. Okay. As far as uh, Drayani itself, you would notice that very quickly that most of it is very lawless. Mm. There's not a lot of... There really isn't a city guard. There's nothing like that. Most justice is dealt vigilante style. You would, however, since this is very close to the Foxgrove Oasis, it would not be a long walk for you to make it to a sort of more political area where you would be able to complete those clerical tasks in a smaller town close to the city. You would end up doing some clerical tasks for the mayor of a very small town right outside the Foxgrove Oasis, sort of known colloquially as the Basin. It's to the south of the Foxgrove Oasis, so it doesn't necessarily have a formal name, but is known by locals as sort of like the Basin, since it's sort of where everyone that doesn't want to be involved in all of the daily hubbub stays to sort of get a quieter experience but still be close to the action. It would be very easy for you to sort of like take notes, keep meetings, keep up with information there as far as who this this mayor needs to be meeting with, like what sort of good relationships they need to be keeping, mm-hmm. things of that nature, as well as what trade is coming through the area. You wouldn't really, within your month of time there, see much of anything super suspicious, though you would hear talks of start slowly spreading that the Andrus Isle has new is under new leadership. Got it. Okay. I promise I'm almost through the list, guys. This is a lot. (laughs) Okay, I think I have only like two more things. This one, it's if it's if it doesn't happen at all, and if it's not possible, great. I just thought if I got the chance to do this, I would totally want to do it. If there is any kind of rich, powerful, influential family in my vicinity at all that has a daughter anywhere close to my age, I'm going to try to get close to her. I'm going to try to get into a little fling relationship with whoever's kid has, whoever's kid of a family has a bunch of resources. So I can kind of use them as a cover being like, oh, I'm this lady's new girlfriend. Um, I'm just kind of her summer fling kind of thing. Um, Oh, hey, Oh, me and my friends are like gonna go out for a party. Do you want to come with? Oh, you want to pay for it? Cool. Like maybe try to get some money. Maybe try to use their influence to use to cover us, the party. Whatever I can do. I am basically just gonna find a girl my age whose family is somewhat influential and rich and just manipulate the hell out of her, steal whatever I can before I ditch down. Fantastic. Roll me a straight luck check. 
Fuck yeah. Can I, like, add charisma or something? <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is just luck if she exists, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Like I said, I don't even know if this hypothetical girl exists, but that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on. This, this die. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, that's 16. Okay. You would be able to at first you would kind of lose hope because the only uh person of influence you sort of know in this little town is the mayor and his only daughter is married but that ain't gonna stop me (laughs) (laughs) damn chatwin (laughs) hot girl summer (laughs) but after a couple weeks of sort of Getting to know the mayor, getting to know the mayor's daughter and her husband, you would start getting invited to parties and invited out places. And it would lead you to a family that's not quite super rich, but one that's very clearly trying to get there. And another, and a daughter who is trying to schmooze her way almost as much as you are, Hmm. though is much more willing to flaunt her money than she is to ask for it. Perfect. I write her poems for like two weeks straight until she's obsessed with me and then I ditch her. Uh- <laughs> Fantastic. I write I write her poems and I make her little gifts and I call her sunshine, all kinds of bullshit stuff, and I am lying out of my ass the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> You would manage to get probably somewhere around, you would manage to probably dig around 75 gold out of her. I'll take it. (laughs) Before it comes time to ditch town? Yep. I say nothing to her. I ghost her completely before I, and then I just, I leave town. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Chaotic neutral, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Honestly, guys, that was the one I was most excited for. Just manipulating, just fucking gaslighting this random girl. Okay, oh, then. <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. No, no, no. Definitely no. not healthy. Don't do this. Don't do this. This is not healthy. This isn't. <laughs> don't don't do this. <laughs> the party does not condone gaslighting. I don't, I don't condone gaslighting people. Please don't. <laughs> just just had to include the disclaimer that yeah, this yeah. party is turning out far more evil than <laughs> originally intended. Not evil like killing villages. To be fair, uh, I-, I tried doing the same exact thing with Jeremy, but I couldn't ghost him, and now I'm stuck with him. <laughs> Suddenly, 12 years have gone by. <laughs> yeah, we're not evil, like we're slaughtering Ouch. villages or siding with the villain or anything. Like, we're turning evil by just being, like, modern-day assholes. <laughs> You're just breaking hearts. Damn. <laughs> just breaking hearts, not tipping your servers. <laughs> littering like (laughs) just just being like modern day assholes (laughs) uh don't do this finally uh the last thing that i do at one point during uh this month of downtime 
in like the quiet hours of like the super early morning when everyone else is asleep, I go out on a bit of a walk by myself and just find somewhere somewhat um, secluded and kind of sit and call for Santhavik. And she comes to the front of your mind and it's been a while since you've wanted to talk. Yeah, I've been busy. As I'm sure you've noticed. I have. I have been thinking about talking to you for quite a while. So then let's talk. There's something that's, that's, that's bothering me with this whole thing, Sandvik. How close of it was a decision to side with me instead of Donovan? And you hear a bit of a chuckle as Sandvik goes, Chat, darling. <sighs> I honestly can't say that it was that easy of a decision. But I don't think in sides. I think in advantages. What he was offering was promising. Think about it. We've been trying for years to find a way to get our own lives back. Our bodies back. If he had a way to do that, that could have been very advantageous for us. Right. I just... You know, I think I made a decision and I didn't realize it a while ago that I was done wallowing about everything that happens. I'm just more fucking furious at everything and everyone than I've ever been. And I, you're never going to let me let this down. I think I was unfairly upset with you. I was doing some thinking. You're right. I am never going to let you live this down. All right. Fuck you. Let me finish. This is painful to get through. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. I could understand if you wanted to make a decision like that. I think the main reason why I did not want you to is because I am not confident enough that I can continue by myself. I was stuck in that tiny little concrete cell for years, Sandepec. The only human interaction I had was when Arcanist Rates would open the door, come in, lock my hands down, and carve pieces out of them to take samples, to see what he did right, what he did wrong, and bringing me and you back to life, so he could try again on the next person. And then after that, you told me the plan to kill that girl, to have her take my place and sneak out, and it worked. All of that, I... I was terrified endlessly, and when it became too much, you stepped forward and you told me, Take a break. I will sit at the front for now. In a weird way, I was not by myself for all those years of hell. And I don't think I ever thanked you for that. So thank you, Sandepec. There's a moment of silence as you sit with that. Almost as if she doesn't really know how to process this. And then you hear, Well, it feels good to finally be recognized for everything I've done for you. Oh, fucker. (laughs) you know i can't help it Mm. but i'm glad i was able to help and if you let me i may help you a bit more from time to time that option sounds more and more tempting every day so we'll see can i just say if you are planning on uh turning against me and taking over my body and forcing my friends to kill us both uh can you like give me a warning at least oh i don't know i feel like that would spoil it no, fucker. Okay, I get up and I walk back. <laughs> <laughs> but C 
seriously, it wouldn't kill you to let me out every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, sure. Then maybe I wouldn't get so stir crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not in here. I feel like I'm walking in blood and shit at the same time. Like, it's a weird combination. <laughs> My boots are, have been sticky since the day we arrived. <laughs> I know, it's been driving you crazy. I, I hate it so much. I've been casting spells to clean it up, like, with every step, and then the next step just ruins it. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> just do it when you get in the house, and as you have this argument, <laughs> and continue walking back down the street. <laughs> We're going to go over to Elon. Oh, fuck. Elon, how are you spending your month of downtime? Well, I just summed it up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's that's entirely fair. Uh, mine is going to be a little bit more depressing. Honestly, Elon feels like complete garbage for what for losing Eliana. So I I don't know. There's there's going to be like a few days of just like absolute nothing. Then he's going to write a letter to Esme using probably a different name because he realizes he did give his name out quite a bit. <laughs> um, that he did. Yeah. I'm going to steal pretty much I'm like another name and stuff. I'm going to use the name Jason and I'm just going to use that, send it to Esme and it will just kind of quickly say any letters to your friend now goes to Jason in the place we're in. All right. And I, I mean, I would probably do a daily thing of going to check the mailbox or going to see if there's letters for Jason at that point. Mm -hmm. Just to see if I get any reply because I have not gotten a lot of letters in this campaign, honestly. Not at all. But you also have been traveling a lot. I know. But now that you're in one place for a while, you do find that a letter comes to you. And it basically states, Jason, nice to meet you. Hope my friend is doing well. And you see that Esme is sort of playing along with the code kind of thing. Uh, I've been trying to get some letters to him for quite some time, but he seems to be moving around quite a bit, so it's nice to finally be able to reach him in the same place for once. And it would continue on to sort of describe how atmosphere has still been tense in Kriath, but the guards are keeping it at bay for now. It would state that she misses Elon and has found herself baking scones without thinking about the fact that there's no one else there to eat them. That would make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> little things like that aside from that it would state that she's very sad to see that he's gone through so much in such a short period of time and that leaving the city must not be all it was cracked up to be mm. it will also state that she has passed on the information that he sent along to james and that he will be doing some further research into the names that were provided as he is able. Okay, that would be great. Other than that, Elon needs something to do. He's going to go a little bit stir crazy at first, like I said, and w along with the letter, but he's going to try to go find some type of like manual labor job because he's good at it. Or if there's some type of fighting at night or something like that, I'm he he's wanting to do that. Gotcha. 
So as far as manual labor jobs, there would be plenty of odd jobs that you could do around that would probably earn you a total of like 20 gold over the course of that month. There, They would be very few and far between, but there would be odd little like manual labor jobs that you could do for people here and there. That's fine. As far as uh, anything fighting related, you would discover about halfway through your stay an underground fighting ring. Oh, which would provide you some ability to... You know that there was one for the guards in Kriath that every once in a while when uh, someone knew that they weren't going to be... Like, they were taking some vacation time or they knew that any bruises might not be seen. Like, there were some fights to sort of, like, let the energy out at times. But nothing in comparison to... Because these aren't necessarily to the death, but they get pretty damn close. Oh, that, that's fine. I just need to feel alive a little bit. It's fine. That's fair. I will say that he is going to put his ears back on, though. It, it's the best way of disguise he has. I think, like, I like kind of mentioned offhand, if there's going to be any, any like, how do you say, like, hiding what I look like and stuff, I'm not going to make that decision myself. I wouldn't think of it. So, but I mean, other than that, I'm, yeah, I would put on my ears every day and I would definitely go to that underground fighting. All right. And you would be able to make an additional like 50 goldish. Hell yeah. As far as, so Chatwin, how big on everyone taking precautions regarding like identity changes, stuff like that, would you be? Since I assume you guys would be sort of living together throughout this, or? Massively. If Chatwin has to draft up false identities, false backgrounds, false credentials, everything for all of her family and Damien and Elon, she will do it. She will pull an all-nighter and do it. Like, she's very big on everyone getting proper false identities. Then Elon will just be like, I don't need a false identity. I just won't use my name and I won't say I'm from Kriath. But... That's as far as I, I'll go. She's going to write up a fake identity for him anyways and just have it ready. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just have it for the ready. <laughs> Fantastic. Are we also staying around Chatwin's family during this time? Yeah, I mean... I'm assuming we're all bunking together. Pretty much. It's going to be super weird. Because, like, I imagine Chatwin's family still has, like, some sense of harmony. He, like, gets back home late, and they're like, oh, we made dinner, and we saved you some, and it's just so weird for Elon. He just glares, like, what? Why would you do that? Oh, yeah, you get to experience a loving family for the first a time. A family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see how, like, close Chatwin is with her siblings, and her mother and father and her grandfather, and, like, how much love they all have for each other. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, Elon avoids it like the plague tries to. He's not even rude about it. He's just very uncomfy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to interrupt for a second. Chatwin, did you ever bury... Did you ever decide what to do with Samson? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burst into tears immediately. Speaking, speaking of all the love your family has for each other, let me make you sad again. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself! <laughs> yes. I think as soon as possible, I think we... 
cremate Samson because Chatwin is terrified of him coming back. And for she has, and before the cremation happens, she has like a full hour of just sitting still and thinking like, do I cremate? Because if I keep a piece of him, maybe one day I can bring him back. And she thinks about it for a really fucking long time, but ultimately decides that being brought back to life was the worst fucking thing that ever happened to her. And if she had a choice, she would have stayed dead at the bottom of the ocean. So to keep herself from going back on her decision, knowing that Samson wouldn't want to end up like her, she goes forward with the cremation before she can change her mind. Yeah. And makes sure every single speck of him is turned to ash. And then she purchases little vials or something so each of her family members can have a bit of his ashes with them at all times. Absolutely. And you would notice your family always wearing them. God, I'm sad. I miss him! (laughs) Sorry! (laughs) I'm gonna go cry about this. I'm gonna tell my therapist- I'm gonna tell my therapist about this, Emma. (laughs) I'm telling my therapist on you. (laughs) I'm honored to be featured in your therapy sessions, Gia. (laughs) I'm telling Madison you did this. I'm honored to be part of the reason you need therapy. (laughs) I'm telling Madison you did this. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to cry about this. Moving on. While Gia goes and cries in a corner, we're going to go ahead and cut back to Elon. Was there anything else you wanted to do? Uh, Elon? Not really. I do. I guess I do give. I'll probably give Chatwin an extra set of ears, and I probably go through a very extensional how to take care of them guide. But that's about it. Like a makeup tutorial. <laughs> it it would be like if there's a crack in them, how to fix it, mm. and how to paint it, and how to mix the color, and then also like a special case to put them in. <laughs> we got a color match. And it's weird because I have such a weirdly gray skin tone. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You really do. At this point, it it almost makes more sense to you, Elon, to make her look more like a drow than anything else. Oh, my God. Honestly, yeah, that might be the play, guys. (laughs) Now that, no, that makes so much sense now that you say it. I look so fucking dead. (laughs) Hold, Hold on. Question, then. Are Drow known in Kriath? And where are they in the city of Kriath? In Kriath? Not really. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I would do that, you know, specifically. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to go full high elf. I'll just like paint my face every day or something to make me look more alive. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'm going to look even more like a dead person, probably. I would say that, like, maybe Elon tries to help you because he does know about makeup in that sense, but he doesn't know how to make it you pretty. Mm. That's the only difference between, I guess, him and Rubo. While doing that, Chatwin's trying to convince you to cut your hair. <laughs> I knew this would come up. I wrote Emma and said, I won't cut my hair unless, unless Chatwin specifically says... <laughs> 
but yeah, Chatwin, while you're while we're going over the basics with the ears and everything and trying to come up with a good disguise, um, I'm just like, you should probably, I, you, would, you would look a lot less conspicuous. Also, it's just like, I have long, like really thick hair, but I'm normally in the back of things, just like flinging fire at people. You're like in there swinging a sword. What if somebody grabs it? Chatwin. What? What, what if Aliana comes back? I'll get you a scarf that she can hide in. Or she can always sit in my hair. Like I said, it's a fucking bird's nest, I'm telling you. You know what? It, sure, I'll do it. Really? But I'm going to work right now. Okay, okay. Well, when you're done, um, uh, me and me and my mom, Alana, will help you. Um, She's really good. She used to cut my hair all the time. Mm. It's fine. She gives really good haircuts. Okay. He just scrunches his face and he's going to leave mid-conversation like he's done with it. Classic mom haircuts, Elon. You'll love it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I guess he'll cut his hair. It's deeply uncomfortable because the entire time uh, I imagine Olana is going like, such a handsome young boy. Like, we're going to do this to make your hair is going to look nice. You have to make sure you take care of it. And like, slap, stop slouching. Pay attention. Like, the, 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 like just being such a mom about it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is like, he's used to taking care of his hair. So like, I think he she would be surprised, honestly, that is like, oh, wow, this is actually nicely taken care of. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But what I guess I get a military or something haircut. Um, We're going to buzz your hair off. We're going to make it look good. Okay. <laughs> Are you just letting Chatwin and Olana do whatever with your hair? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I have to draw something right now. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I I I I. If anyone if anyone who listens knows me on Instagram, where I post pictures of the characters, sometimes I have to draw Elon right now. <laughs> um, I think I think we give Elon like uh, I I'm sorry, I have to, I have to. I think we're gonna give Elon like it's um it's gonna be a lot shorter and a lot easier to maintain with like the throes of battle and everything, but it's gonna look good. He's gonna look hot he's gonna look great um we're not gonna buzz his hair off he still needs a little bit of length so i think we're gonna do sort of like the shorter on the sides kind of undercut yeah 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 uh kind of undercut vibe and maybe it's a little bit shaggier on the top it goes maybe a little bit past the tops of his ears the long part but like there's not a dedicated part like he doesn't have a middle or side part it's just kind of like there and he can kind of like push it around so it can can still be styled a little bit because it's still got a little length oh my god why am i getting surfer vibes off this description? <laughs> <laughs> i try i won't be able to draw it better than i can describe it i'm not a hairdresser but if he looks good he's gonna look great so the only other thing i'll say is about that, honestly, is that his tattoo is definitely going to be showing. Oh my god, that's right, you have a tattoo! <laughs> I guess now that it's been open, I can actually describe it, because I don't think I have before, right? You have not. Mm -mm. No. Um, it is a sword with a butterfly. <gasps> There's symbolic meaning in there, and if you ever ask him about it, he says, I got drunk, and that's his only explanation. <laughs> Ch Chatwin's obsessed with it, and Olana gives the whole, uh, you know that's permanent, right? You know those kinds of things are permanent that moms do? <laughs> she has a bunch of concern over it. What's it gonna look like when you're older, Elon? <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to get this. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's the whole hairdresser scene. Yeah, and that means that when I go back to Kriath, it's going to now be seen. So... <laughs> oh, Amazing. Alana would, Alana would also make comments about, you know, we have... We did know someone in uh, the Andres Isle who could remove tattoos with magic. You know, I could always try and call him. <laughs> <laughs> Chatwin, do you think he would come out here if I called him? Mother, I don't think he, I don't think he would really want to be in contact with us. We're kind of traitors of the Isle right now. Oh, that's right. I know. It's okay. We can find someone else if that's what Elon wants to do. I'm sure we can do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll definitely ask around. I'll ask around for you. Okay, great. Elon <laughs> just gives Chatwin this glare, like <laughs> pick my damn wife for me, then. <laughs> Shallon knows what she's doing, and she just grins at the glare like she knows. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all I'm doing, Emma. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, we come around to Damien. What is our lovely dad doing with his month of downtime? Uh, he is going to send two letters. One to his daughter that is going to explain, like, where he is, what he's been up to, like, the Feywild and all that cool stuff. He's going to leave out anything about their mother. Okay. He's just going to state that he got to kill an evil necromancer. And then he's going to leave out anything about becoming a criminal. Because it's not something she needs to, to have as a father figure. Fantastic. <laughs> his son, on the other hand, he will leave out, he'll send him, like, a similar letter. That leaves out everything about the mother, but tells him about the issues that, about what happened in Indris Isles, like the whole situation. Asking him to warn his guard, uh, to warn like the people he serves in case anything bad, any kind of bad repercussions come out of Indris Isle from this because of the type of people that are ruling it. Understood. Other than that, he's going to spend most of his time a mix between practicing his magic, because it's still relatively new to him, and he has new fancy magic, like, new powers given from this deity, and uh, blacksmithing. He's going to kind of, like, set up a little simple wooden shop that says smithing repair and uh, replacements. Alrighty. Go ahead and make me just one straight crafting check for the month to see how well your business does. With my smith's tools? Yep. Ho, 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 ho. I'm good at that. That is almost as low as I can roll at a 16. Yikes. That is as, almost as low as I can roll. I have a plus 12 modifier to it. Wow. Okay. Because I have expertise in it because I took Prodigy. Mm -hmm. And at first, <laughs> when you set up shop, a lot of people are kind of wary you get the vibe that a lot of these types of things have been set up as fronts for other organizations here in the past. Mm -hmm. So at first they're kind of skeptical that it is an actual blacksmith shop. But once you get a couple customers who actually get some things fixed and realize that, oh, you can actually do shit. You manage to get some steady business throughout the month. And I would say you take home around... Around 75 gold total after the month. Nice. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, he's going to play around with his magic and get more accustomed to it. All right. And wait for letters to come back from his kids. So for that, are you kind of going about that by yourself? Are you talking to anybody about the magic stuff? 
looking at the library. If Chatwin's family's still around, I'd probably be asking her grandfather since I saw him do some really cool magic. Mm-hmm. Very like high level stuff. I would ask him for advice on it, on like how to get started, how to learn it. I'd show him what I can do. Okay. And at that point, Doran, seeing that you <laughs> you need some help, would go about for the month, sort of taking his spare time when he's not sort of trying to figure out where to get his family moving to somewhere better aside from that and aside from his assistance of Chatwin. Whenever he did make trips out to the library, he would be bringing home extra books for you on magic, especially on, like, magic tied to religion, since that seems to be, like, at least part of where it comes from. Okay. But he would definitely help you sort of figure out how to master a lot of the control elements. I'd also ask for his help on, like, because I'd show him that I can craft, like, magical equipment by imbuing it. I don't know how familiar he is with that kind of stuff. He would explain that that wasn't really his area of study, but it was something that was being developed on the Andrus Isle. And he would kind of look and be like, I'm, I don't know, have, have you tried crafting anything like this before? Oh, yeah, let me go find Chatwin. Chatwin! This is going to go to Chatwin's room, knock on her door. I'm writing poetry that I'm using to manipulate that one girl. And, huh? Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I come join you. And it's like, Chatwin, bring your glove. Oh, yes, yes. I show it to my grandfather. I have it equipped, but I just kind of show him the spell refueling aspect of it, uh, the claws that are on it, the refilling kind of like acid bits that I can put on the claws, um, just kind of show off the gauntlets. And he would sort of nod, like observe, be very intrigued by the the choice of the um, the spell refueling component, but kind of look at you Damien and say this is this is magnificent work i have i've definitely never seen anyone come this far on the andrus isle to make something of this caliber really i'm i'm just a blacksmith who started to learn a little bit of magic that kind of just popped in there it kind of came out very sporadic at first uh i, I blew somebody up oh well, more like i broke them into pieces that's concerning. You should definitely practice more. I, I've been trying. I've, I've been working on it. A, a little bit of practice here and there, especially when I'm crafting. Trying to, you know, help everyone out as I can go. Speaking of, have you made anything for yourself yet? I haven't. I have a plan to, though. I have a shield that... My shield here I'm working on. And I got this gem from the Feywilds that I would like to imbue into it. It... I think it'd be pretty cool to try and figure out how I can get it to work. I love crafting. Crafting is like, that's all I've done most of my life. Well, it definitely shows. You should definitely take some more time with it while we have time. I, I could show you a few things. That would be much appreciated. An old man can can never learn enough new tricks. Sure. Sounds like fun. I, I've set up a little shop to, to fix odds and ends. I don't get very many customers, but swing on by, I'll, I'll show you a few things. Absolutely. And throughout the month, he would stop in a couple times whenever he can convince the family to let him out of the house. He is definitely the one that they fear will get them caught of everyone who makes ventures out into the world. 
But the couple times that he does stop by, um, he's very interested and actually manages some semi-decent work when you take the time to show him what to do. Question. So during my crafting time, since I didn't get a lot of customers early, I probably would have worked on my shield to get that kind of going. Um, I'd also would like to improve upon my armor and shield if possible. Okay. I don't know if I can like make them plus one gear or anything like that, or make them easier to detach or something that's not like an imbuement that I have. That I would need to do more research into how much time that would take, because I'm pretty sure that takes weeks mm -hmm. extensive crafting time, which I don't think you would be able to fit in with everything that you're doing this month. Right. But you would definitely have time to... But I would have made progress. Mm-hmm. You would definitely have time to imbue the shield with the the stone from the Feywild. So go ahead and give me a crafting check for that one. Yep. That will be a... That's a 15. It's one lower. Okay. Man. But yeah, you would definitely be able to... It would take you a bit more time because you find that at first the design is really just not clicking for you. Mm -hmm. And so you sort of have to take it back to the drawing board a bit and you find that some refinement of the placement of the gem on the shield and adding a little more, I guess, protection for the gem so that it's not so easily popped out of the shield makes the crafting process flow 10 times smoother, almost as if the gem has a mind of its own for what it wants. Awesome. And you now have your shield. Yay. Whoop, whoop. But yeah. And as your month of downtime comes to an end, you would have received a letter back from your daughter fairly quickly, stating that she's glad to hear that you're well. She's shocked and intrigued to find out that that Faye actually exists, as she was convinced that those are just stories that everyone tells to little children to either uh, delight them or scare them, depending on the type of story. But she definitely tells you that you'll have to take her back there at some point in time, if you're able, and sort of describes some of her own adventures with her wife about them sort of sailing around. She states that they're near Escargo Island right now, and that hearing about some of your... Uh, would you have told her about the temples? I would have. Okay. Um, I also would have written in there, like, that I got to talk to two different... Or four different gods, and I would state the gods that I got to talk to and tell her that after actually getting to converse with gods, I have found myself be that I had been aided by... Odirian, that he had aided me whenever I was in a bit of trouble in a fight, and uh, that it, he has my thanks. Awesome. And she would state that a few of their crew members had talked about the temples before, but now that you've stated that you owe thanks to a couple gods, that she would leave some offerings uh, on on your behalf and maybe go say a few words to some of them in hopes that they talk back to her as well. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. And with that, it would take much longer for your son to write back. Almost towards, it's almost towards the end of the month, like the very last day that you would receive a letter back. And it is very sort of short and to the point. He states that they've been dealing with a lot of conflict recently and there hasn't been much time for him to write. And that 
he'll definitely bring up all that you mentioned about Donovan Thane and how he's not to be trusted, but he feels like his captains may feel like there are bigger fish to fry at the moment, as they've been dealing with a lot of attacks from neighboring towns. Ooh, okay. I would send him another letter to tell him to stay safe. And then I will try my best to send him letters to keep him updated on where I'm at. Alrighty. And at that point, as the month draws to a close, giving way to a new season as spring turns to summer in the lands of Korea, we welcome another to the town of Dreani. Carowin, you walk up to the the borders of the town. Definitely not really sure that you're in the right place. This seems like a much seedier area than you expected to come across, searching for your quarry. Okay, so I'll sort of wander into this town and uh, notice that it's not where he expected, but at the same time isn't entirely surprised, as that which he's hunting would revel in such company. He takes out a map just to kind of get an idea of where he is uh, just to just to double check and you know it he puts folds it away and puts it in his little haversack and kind of meanders in trying to avoid stepping on anyone or anything that uh, doesn't want to be crushed Alrighty. and you would make your way in immediately find that eyes are glancing at you Taking one look, you see people leaving the streets, seeming very concerned by your presence there. And as you meander along on this lovely morning, Damien, would you be at your shop this morning, do you think? Most likely. Okay. And then, uh, Elon and Chatwin, what do you think you would be up to for the day? Elon's probably doing, like, a small manual labor job somewhere in town. Okay. If this is towards the end of the month, I'm probably just doing some last minute tasks around town just to tie up loose ends, finishing up research, cutting ties with people, you know, just errands around town probably. Fair enough. You know your family's been looking to move on, so you would probably be around um, a lot of the stores trying to find some things. They would have sent you out with a list. Elon, you're helping some of the older folk around town, again, run some errands, doing lifting a lot of the bigger boxes if they're uh, taking larger amounts of rations and foods and whatnot home to their families, little things like that. But as you guys are are doing your tasks outside, first, Damien, you would have a group of five what appear to be types similar to... The best way to describe them is they would seem very similar to Rubo in the sense that like all of them carry daggers and are definitely some sort of assassin types. They would come in very short with you, very curt-like, bring in some broken daggers, state that they need them fixed ASAP. I, I, I can fix them, but it'll cost you. How much is it gonna cost? Oh, I'd say about mm, a silver for two daggers. A silver for two? That's robbery. Actually, that's a pretty fair price for your trade. <laughs> and uh, you would see the one kind of like scoff, twirl an intact dagger. And Carowin, as you're sort of walking by, uh, could you make me a perception check, please? 
Absolutely. It is a nine. A nine? Alrighty. You would see the flash of something shiny pinned to the lapel of his cloak as he, like, sort of lifts up his arm to twirl the dagger, uh, but not quite make out what it is. But you would be able to, even from that distance here as he goes, Well, boys, uh, (laughs) standard for our craft and not. I know what's standard for our line of work is, uh, and he sort of stabs the dagger into the table. I'm going to grab the hand that is holding the dagger in my bear claw fucking gauntleted hand (laughs) and just hold his hand down to the table and be like, I don't do really well with threats, my friend. Make an intimidation check. That is also something that Damien can do. Let's get intimidation. That's a 16. All right. And you see him sort of like pause for a moment, look to the gauntlet, look up at you, kind of raises a hand. All right, friend. Have it your way. I hope these are done fast. We need them for a job. I I have them done pretty quickly. They'll be done by the end of today. Fantastic. We'll be back for them. And the men peel off. And Carowin, as you're sort of coming down the street, uh, now making your way past Damien's Damien's stall, uh, would you go ahead and describe yourself, please? So that Elon and Chatwin and now Damien know what they're seeing walk by. Well, it's not so much of a walk as it is <clears throat> a rather uneven gait that is all by, you know, a steady thump, thump, thumping noise. One might see why people were getting out of the way and were very concerned because rolling through this dusty hole of a town is someone about... Mm, Seven, eight feet tall, two arms, and four legs. It is a centaur wandering through the desert lands into the dusty hub of a town of Drayani. Indeed. And as these these four seedy fellows who you just watched sort of try to threaten their way through getting a discount on some simple daggers, you would watch as they sort of stare their eyebrows raise, and you would see something very familiar pinned to one of their cloaks. I'm going to step in front of the one with the interesting bubble blocking their way, and I'm going to kind of crane my human half down t- closer to its face. Though, how, how tall are these people? Pretty average height. The one with it pinned to his cloak is maybe like six feet tall. Uh, So you would have to bend down considerably and he would kind of look up at you. Is there a problem, mister? I'm going to gesture to the brooch that they have on and kind of point to it, clear my throat a little bit, and I'm going to ask them where they got that from. Oh, is he a thing? Want it fair and square poker? Mm. Why? Problem? No. Where did you win it? Some tavern somewhere. It's hard to keep track, you know. Get to drinking, you lose a bit of your days. Like it seems you have. If you're interested in it, maybe you should go find a game for yourself. Almost uncharacteristically, he's going to readjust to his normal height and kind of guffaw heartily and then just kind of slap his hand down on, I guess kind of move forward, slap his hand down on this fellow's shoulder, jostling them 
a little bit and he's going to kind of laugh and say, you know, indeed, my friend, you are so funny. Where might I find such a place? Oh, well, I don't give out my games. You know, some of them are a little bit more difficult to get into, but there's a few places on uh, Escargot Island. You could go for some good gambling. Uh, it's a bit of a trek. Hope we're not sending you back the way you came. He's going to gesture to his horse half and I'll say, as you can see, travel's never been a problem for me. Well, good. And he will he'll kind of, he'll, like his front hoof will just kind of like, not, not claw because they don't have claws, but kind of like paw. tamp into the paw, yeah, paw into the ground a little bit, raising <clears throat> some dust. And he'll say, since you've been so helpful, perhaps you can also point me to the nearest tavern. I am quite parched in this dry environment. Absolutely. And the guy will sort of gesture very quickly over to a hanging sign with, it's very obvious, just a beer mug that is that has written on it the Ale Oasis. Okay. He will kind of bow then to the person and uh, who pointed him in the direction. But as he turns to go towards this alehouse, he's going to kind of accidentally, you know, knock over some of the things in Damien's little shop and, you know, quickly kind of turn about and mutter, you know, oh, apologies, I'm so sorry. And he will kind of help to you know, pick up the mess that he's made while I guess the rest of that group saunters off. Mm-hmm. And the one would kind of just be like, careful where you're going with that. And as they walk off and Elon, as they sort of saunter by you helping this old man sort of, you would know that the, the alehouse sells individual kegs of, of some of their uh, standard brews to some of the local people just so that they don't have to keep coming in over and over and over again. Uh, and as you would be helping one of the older gentlemen of the area sort of load this keg onto a cart to get it back to his home, you would watch them walk by and as the old man is trying to help you sort of shove it on there, you would see one of them like stick their feet out and trip him into the dirt and laugh about it as they go to walk into the tavern. Elon is definitely going to help the man, looks at the individuals, and once he helps the man up and's like, I will be right back and I'll continue helping. Give me just a moment. He's going to follow him inside. No offense, Elon's got a bad mood recently, so he's going to go inside. And uh, he like keeps like a beeline for the guy. He doesn't even wait for them to sit down. He just like pats his shoulder. As he turns around, he's just going to deck him. All righty, go ahead and roll the hit. Just strength modifier for a d20? Yes, sir. All right. 17 plus 5, was that 22? That'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> 6 damage with plus 5 to strength. God damn. Yeah. But as he goes down, it's not really, I'm not very confrontational anymore. And Elon just kind of looks, sits there and goes, next time you want to cause problems, do so in your own house. And he's going to leave. Okay. And they're all going to kind of stare after you as you go. Kind of in shock, honestly, as if... I showed my dominance. <laughs> no one's really dared to act out against them before. 
But yeah, you head back outside as we cut back to uh, Carolyn uh, as you're helping to clean up the stuff that you knocked over from Damien. Damien's going to come out and kind of help you pick stuff up. He's like, I I appreciate you stopping to help pick it back up. Not a lot of people do that. My apologies. I'm not used to such small spaces. Uh, Well, I I, I got no idea where your people come from, so I would assume that that is correct. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen someone like you before. What are you called? If you don't mind me asking, I, I, I apologize if that seems really unnecessary or, or, or personal. I just, I, I've been on a very large learning trip recently. Ah, uh, knowledge. It's fascinating. I am Carowin, though I think you must mean you know, what I am. Gestures wildly to self <laughs> and form. And he will say, I am what you may on this plane may call a centaur. Though, I don't think we're very common here. At least, I haven't seen another one in this area. It's very dry, not good for the skin. Uh, well, you get used to the heat and the dryness pretty easily, Carolyn. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, I'm Damien. Damien Travers, blacksmith. Oh, fascinating. I, hold on one moment. And he'll kind of reach into his sack and he'll pull out a little note. And he'll kind of like read through it and he's like squinting a little bit writing might not be all that clear all that legible and he's like ah yes you're one of the people i'm looking for pleasure to meet you damien will shake your hand squint his eyes a bit like you did almost like a cat whose hair bristles up as he like firmly grips your hand you'd be looking for me could i know why absolutely at least i don't think it's a problem they never told me it was Right, I'm getting ahead of myself again. And as you go to speak further, you guys hear the door to the tavern burst open behind Elon as he's gone back to help this man again. And these guys pop back out, one now with a bruise forming on the side of his face and a split lip. Um, as he goes, Oi, you won't pick a fight, pulls a dagger. Oh, Damien's immediately like, Hold that thought, Carolyn. Walks up, picks up his shield, starts walking over. <laughs> I, I was going to say, Elon probably doesn't even, like, really give them another thought. But then he sees the dagger and he's like, oh, oh, I see. We want to do it that way. Got it. Okay. I don't know if I have my swords or my armor. <laughs> it's fine. If Damien doesn't see him with swords, can I say he just picks two up from his shop? Two short swords? Yeah, you can. Thank you. You would have to use the normal short swords and not the katanas stats. Yeah, I got the stats for it. But Chatwin, you would definitely also see this coming out of a shop from one of your errands. I got like groceries on one hip and I... (sighs) Shit. (laughs) 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 I got like French bread and oranges. Absolutely. And before I have everyone roll initiative, that is where we are going to leave it for this evening, ladies Ah! and gentlemen. (laughs) Tell me all your secrets! (laughs) Carowin's going to see a fight first. He finds a person he's looking for. Person gets into fight. Like, oh, well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to turn one of them inside out. This is the start of my day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to... Strange lands, stranger customers. Try not to kill any of them. (laughs) They're customers. (laughs) Oh yeah, you gotta be paid first. Uh, 
Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you did like what you heard this evening as our characters got into all sorts of shenanigans, please be sure to follow us for more crazy shenanigans next time. And be sure to follow us on social media. We are Chronicles of Kriath Pod, all one word in lowercase, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And also, if you want to see that Elon art, <laughs> Gia, where can they find you for all of your art goodness? My Instagram is JGGetBaby, which is just looks like a bunch of letters. It's J-G-G-H-E-T-B-B. JGGetBB. Fantastic. So be sure to give her a follow as well to see. Um, she has posted a couple drawings of some of the party already. So hopefully we'll receive some more now that we've got her inspiration going. Yes, I'm going to make Elon look so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I need Carolyn's description immediately. And then I need to learn how to draw centaurs immediately. This is a need. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But thank you all again so much for listening. We will see See you next time. Bye. 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 Uh, bye. <laughs>